Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I like to call on the citizens of this country to take a moment, pause, and look at things from all perspectives. I urge people to come together in a civil manner so we can work and live up to our standard American ideals. I also ask people to stop the violence and looting being done in the name of justice and never make assumptions based on the color of a person's skin. Instead of tearing things down, let's reflect on our mistakes, be proud of our evolution, and look to our way forward. Every day, let us remember that we are one nation under God, and we need to cherish one another. This is a very, very hard day in the United States of America. The young man, the teen, the 17-year-old, who was knocked to the ground by the vermin and defended himself in the war in Wisconsin in a gun battle, shot two people, has just been arrested and charged with first-degree homicide. Now, I don't know whether this kid is going to eventually get enough money together to defend himself, but I will tell you this. Armed citizens who are protecting Kenosha from, quote, thugs who are looting 
and such. This is just the beginning of the war that is going on. It's been a one-way war. Nobody wants the violence. We've been asking Antifa to be arrested. We've been asking the president to declare them what they are, domestic terrorists, along with their cohorts and the other so-called letter groups, the short letter groups. You cannot burn businesses to the ground in this country and not expect people to fight back. Well, it happened. It happened in Wisconsin. I don't know if you saw the video. Everyone has seen the video. Have you seen the other video? Have you seen the other video circulating on the Internet that won't be seen in San Francisco or in other denizens of liars? Have you seen the Black Lives Matter thug punk vermin scum going into a restaurant and demanding that people put up their fists in solidarity with them, picking on women and children? And when the women and children wouldn't raise their fists in that black power salute, they threatened them. Did you see what happened in that restaurant? Have you seen the white thugs? Watch the aggressive mob of white BLM protesters threaten white diners, demanding they raise their fists and show solidarity with them or else. Jim Verde, the producer, said he watched the video with alarm, and it looked very much like the Hitler youth going around forcing people to declare loyalty to Adolf Hitler. Tell me the difference between the BLM protesters doing things like this and Hitler Youth terrorizing Germans in the 1920s. There is no difference. Meanwhile, breaking news again, if you just tuned in, the Wisconsin 17-year-old was arrested and charged with first-degree murder for defending himself. Now, if you look at the video, he was knocked to the ground by a thug who had a loaded handgun, a very powerful automatic weapon, semi-automatic handgun. He had him on the ground. And this juvenile was just charged with first-degree murder for the Kenosha riot shooting, defended himself, in my estimation, by firing from the ground with a rifle. They ID'd the white kid in record time. The 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was arrested almost immediately in connection with the shooting that left two dead and one wounded. If there is a defense fund for this kid, we're going to raise money for him. Justice must prevail. The violence must stop. Antifa must be declared a domestic terrorist organization. The RICO statutes must be enacted against Antifa and their other short letter cohorts and their funders arrested with them because they are a terrorist organization. I do not understand how you cannot see as clearly as I do that a nation that cannot stop these thugs will be a nation that will be burned to the ground. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Do you think the president will pull off another upset and get reelected? Polls are showing he's on the rise while the uh, hologram in the basement, uh, Biden, whatever his name is, is losing. They brought out Kamala Harris and she almost sank the ticket. By the way, you're not going to read that on Axios. You're not going to read that in the San Francisco Chronicle. Kamala Harris has almost sunk the Biden ticket, incidentally. You're not going to read that in the NYT. You're not going to read that in any site. Because they're afraid of being called racist. Every time there's a person of color who's involved, everyone shies away from saying what has to be said. She only polled at a very low number when she ran for office and she withdrew from the race. And then whoever's running Biden picked her. You notice you haven't seen her since then. You know why? Because she almost sank the ticket. And it looks to me like Trump may pull off another upset. Why do I say that? Well, there's a couple of trends that we'll report on uh, in, on the show here on the Savage Nation. 
A Wall Street Journal NBC poll recently done found 13% of voters remain in play, meaning they haven't made up their mind. They haven't made up their mind. They could tip the election in favor of Donald Trump. Also, his standing with Hispanics is better now than it was in 2016. Did you know that? You won't read that in the New York Times. Did you know that? And did you know that Trump's image has improved by 20 points among whites, who, by the way, all you anti-white haters out there, whites make up 70% of the electorate. Oh, you didn't know that? You thought you were living in another country? It's not yet another country. No, it's still not yet another country. And we still have a ballot box, and we're not going to go to the ammo box. So I suggest tone it down. There are other stories I want to talk about, which is a new study on the addiction called marijuana. Marijuana is very addictive, as you can see by the violent rioters in Antifa and the other short letter groups. All of them are stoned out of their mind on marijuana. How about Jerry Falwell? What do you evangelicals think about him with the wife story? What do you think about Jerry Falwell Jr. sacking Liberty University for $10 million? What do you think about Jerry Falwell Jr. using a private jet from the university, trips to the Bahamas, a million-dollar-a-year salary, the great evangelical, and they say he ran Liberty like a dictatorship before he resigned over his sordid sexcapade scandal? I don't know if you read that. On Instagram, he showed himself as a, as a family man. Pictures of his daughter's engagement, riding horses on his sprawling estate in, in Virginia. Uh, the evangelical leader was seen snorkeling in the Bahamas, dining with friends on the company dime. In uh, 2007, Forwell took over as president of Liberty University, following death of his father, the late famed televangelist Jerry Forwell Sr., who, by the way, was a, a fine man. And Falwell Sr. founded the ultra-conservative Christian school in Virginia in 1971. I had Falwell Sr. on this show, and we argued over God and who can uh, go to heaven and all that. It was an interesting discussion. But Falwell certainly was never implicated in having his wife make it with the pool boy while he watched. Sorry to be so graphic. You know what evangelicals must be thinking today? Do you have any idea how left out in the cold they must feel today? With this going on? Meanwhile, on the COVID front, if you want more news, there's been a drastic drop in Brazilian COVID-19 cases with a very low level of herd immunity, much lower than it is thought to need to be for herd immunity to click in. There's hope now that herd immunity may have occurred at an only 20% infection rate, if you can believe this. 855-407-282 is the phone number. Uh, if you care to comment on any of these topics, from the ridiculous to the sublime, to the violent, to the peaceful, to the addiction of marijuana, to the Antifa mobs threatening white diners and restaurants, what would you do if you're sitting in a restaurant with your wife and you're, let's say you're a person over 50, you're sitting quietly in a restaurant and these thugs come up to you and they scream in your face telling you to raise your fist in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. And you don't do it. And they start to threaten you and menace you, screaming at you, yelling at you, getting in your face with their dirty, degenerate marijuana breaths. Tell me what you would do. You have any idea what you would do? Prepare for it because they're going to come for you. They're going to come for you because they're empowered by the vermin in the media. Because of rats like Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper. Because of holograms in the basement like Biden, who won't even address the Antifa thugs. 
won't even address the violence of BLM and the, by the way, the thuggery of BLM. Since when are they above the law? Because you put an ethnic minority into an organization, suddenly they're above the law? Why doesn't Biden call for calm? Biden won't even address the issue. Biden seems to like the scorched earth policies of Antifa and BLM, thinking that they're peaceful protesters. It proves to me that Biden is not even a viable candidate. They probably don't even show the old man the videos for fear that his heart will give out. This is the Savage Nation. The phone number is 855 400 I've given you five to six topics to chew on, to digest. Again, uh, the phone number is 855-400-7282. I think before we take our break, here is an interchange between a Daily Caller reporter, Richie McGinnis, interviewing the alleged shooter before the shooting in uh, Kenosha. Let's listen to the clip, too. What are you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed, and uh, you're in front of this business we saw burning last night. So what's up? So people are getting injured. Our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is to also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because I protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. So that was the 17-year-old who was then knocked to the ground by an Antifa Nazi thug, holding a 40 caliber, it looks like, handgun loaded in his hand, knocks the kid to the ground. Make believe that kid was knocked to the ground and he was your son when he was trying to protect the business from being burned to the ground by the BLM thugs and the Antifa thugs. And they knocked your son to the ground while holding a gun over his head. And your son on the ground fires from his rifle, killing one and injuring another. Tell me what you'd be feeling today, would you please? I'd like to hear from you right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta. It's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or a new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. This is your dauntless Michael here on the Savage Nation, trying to hold down the fort on a daily basis, and it's getting harder every day to retain your calm when you see stoned mobs of Antifa, stone mobs of BLM thugs, terrorizing cities, burning cities, looting cities in the name of racial justice. How many of them are stoned on the very addictive, dangerous drug called marijuana? Has anyone connected the virtual legalization of this extremely dangerous drug with the uptick of violence in mainly liberal cities? No, I did. Has anyone told you yet that Kamala Harris has sunk the Biden ticket? No, no one has reported that. But I'm going to ask you something. Has anyone seen her since she was brought out on that stage? You haven't seen her, have you? Every poll indicates she brought the ticket down by quite a few points. In fact, I would say it was the, the worst mistake the handlers made is selecting her. She's not very appealing. She has a meanness to her, a smugness, and a superficiality that does not speak to the vice presidency. These are some of the topics. The phone number is 855-47282. How do you feel about this 17-year-old kid who was just erect, arrested and charged with first-degree homicide? When you look at the tape yourself, you see that he was knocked to the ground. You see that one of the Antifa thugs had a gun over his head, a loaded handgun, a semi-automatic handgun. And this kid was on the ground and he fired in self-defense. But they arrested him and charged him with first-degree homicide the same way they will arrest a cop who defends himself. This is what's going on in this twisted upside down Alice in Wonderland world created by George Soros and the American laughing left. California Dawn, line one. What's your topic? Go ahead, please. My topic is I don't understand why um, we're not talking about treason for these Democratic uh, mayors and governors who swore an oath of office to protect our citizens and they're rerouting our tax money to give to these Marxist groups. But you may as well take our, um, our, our uh, gun rights away if you're gonna arrest us for protecting ourselves. And I have no idea why they are not being removed from office 
And well, because they're they're God's almighty. A governor of a liberal state is basically above the law. You can't just remove them because you don't like them any more than they can remove Trump because they don't like him. The voters have to go to a recall initiative. It's extremely expensive and laborious and recall a governor. You see, thank you for the call. I mean, you can't just we're not living in a state where you can just remove them. California, Glenn, line eight. Glenn, what's your topic, please? Hey, Michael, thanks for the good fight. I'm talking about the addiction on marijuana. Total, totally addictive substance. And it's responsible for a lot of the violence in the liberal cities. Michael, I started growing marijuana in 1974, and I I went to prison for four years for I'm telling you that uh, that's in an addictive drug, and it leads to other drugs. By the grace of God, I've been clean 13 years. Amen. Amen. You're a thousand percent right and you're not alone. It's one of the most addictive of all drugs. And that is why it is being pushed upon the youth of this nation. Thank you for the call. The fact of the matter is marijuana causes addiction by impacting the brain's reward centers. You see, when you smoke marijuana, the active ingredient THC provokes a release of dopamine in the brain. Dopamine causes a high. But it also triggers the brain's reward system to remember that and want to repeat the action, right? So THC in marijuana prompts a chemical response that is favorable in the the brain. And it's over time, it conditions you to crave marijuana more and more. And teens and adults, young adults, teens and young adults are most vulnerable to the dangerous effects of this deadly, silent killer of our society, marijuana. Now you know why it's been legalized in liberal states. Have you tied it to the violence yet? No, I have. Thanks for listening. Savage. Plato wrote about them in one of his early dialogues. Tell us about the artists and musicians, Glaucon says. And he says the artists and musicians will lead the children astray in Plato's Republic. The artists and musicians will always lead our children astray and they must be banished from the nation. Now, I'm not saying we should kick out the artists and musicians. Don't get me wrong. But if you think there's something new about this going on in our republic, you're mistaken. It's always been the musicians leading the nation astray, the degeneracy. The lowest form of humanity are these most talented people. And that is why they are so deadly. And that is why they make so much money. Because the devil is not stupid. Not stupid at all. So we're talking about what's going on in Kenosha right now. Will the president pull off another upset? I think he might. The 17-year-old kid who was protecting his life in Kenosha on the ground after being knocked to the ground by the vermin in Antifa. Killed one of them, injured another. Do you think we have reached the breaking point? Do you think that we have now passed the Fort Sumter? I hope not. What do you think about mobs of Antifa, so-called, who are the Nazis themselves, threatening women and children in restaurants while they're dining and going up and screaming at them, raise your fist to support BLM. And when they don't, they yell at them and scream at them and intimidate them. Is that not a form of violence? What would you do if you're sitting there in a restaurant? Let's say you're a guy over 50 and you're having dinner with your wife. And a crowd of these vermin come up to you, scream, raise your fist. You can't just sit there. Raise your fist in solidarity. 
What if you say to them, look, I'm over 50. I am armed. I'm licensed to carry. I'm warning you. You're intimidating me. I'm fearing for my life. Get the hell away from me. I'm going to shoot one of you. Or let me retreat. Get out of my face. Tell me what would happen to you. What if they kept coming at you because they've never seen anyone react? And you shot one of them. Tell me what would happen. You'd be charged with first degree homicide. That's what would happen. The law does not permit you to shoot in self-defense, by the way, because you determine it to be self-defense. You need to study this law very carefully. I've studied it over and over for over 10 years. You actually have to prove that you fear for your life, and it has to be real. You can't be imaginary in, in most states, by the way. And there are other topics. I mean, there are many other topics. Melania Trump's great speech. I always knew she was a winner way back from the beginning. I remember when they were first inaugurated. She gave a winning speech at a, um, I remember it was a country club in Florida. And I, I think I called the president that night. We were still on direct talking terms. And I, I, I said it right on this show. Her speech was so winning. She talked about God. And I remember, oh, no, I met them at Mar-a-Lago after that. And I said, I, your speech today, I, that's right, I met them at Mar that night. And she had given that speech that day. And I went up and they invited me, oh, sat down. And I said, you know, Mrs. First Lady, I said, your speech today was very stirring. I said, you referred to God. And I said, I think that the reason you're so impassioned about it is because you've come from a communist country. And you know the danger that we are in for having kicked God out of our nation. And she didn't say anything. She's a very quiet woman, very silent. And speaking of her, did you see what that low-life gutter rat, that filthy rat, Bette Midler, one of the worst of the types? Bette Midler is, I would say, I would say like a, a pickle salesman's granddaughter. Her grandfather would have been the vulgar types that used the pickle from the barrel to make obscene gestures with. That's who Bette Midler comes from, that, that, that slice of the pie. She's the worst of the type. Bette Midler, that low-life piece of garbage, had the nerve to say... It wasn't a Bette Midler, Robert. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to get sued if it wasn't her. It wasn't a Bette Midler who said that, the, uh, that Melania doesn't even speak English correctly. Ryan, check that out. Because if it's not Bette Midler, I'll, I'll take it back and I'll tack Bette Midler for something else. One of that low-life left-wing type said that Melania Trump doesn't even speak English correctly. Can you believe this? These are the same leftists who scream about the Mexicans and Guatemalan sneaking in that they're God Almighty's children. God Almighty's children, but the first lady is not God's child. It just shows you how sick these communists really are and jealous of her. I mean, they're not fit to, to polish her, her, uh, her manalos. But was it Bette Midler before I repeat her name again? Yes? Okay, I'll say it again. Bette Midler's not fit to wipe the door crap off the first lady's manalos after fixing the rose garden. That's all. What a low life. A pickle grand. A, a, her grandfather must have been a low life immigrant from pickle land. Holding up a pickle out of a barrel on on, on a Rivington Street. Using, making obscene gestures as women went by. That's the type of people she came from. A rat like her. But yeah, no one knows what I'm talking about. It's like not too smart for them. It's just like it's my own world. My own world. That's all. Consider this a coffee break on the Savage Nation. Most parts of the country, it's the afternoon. At West Coast, it's still lunchtime here. By the way, the fires, thank God the firemen, man, I could breathe the air again. I was able to sleep with the door shut, uh, open for the first time. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was going to go on for two weeks. You know, we should all take our hats off to the firemen on the front lines. They're the heroes. And look what we're looking at, the garbage of the world. 
the filth and garbage in, in Antifa, you hear? That's in the news. Not the firemen on the front lines. Me, I'm in charge. I round up Antifa, every one of them. I put them in a fire suit and put them on the front lines of the fire. Then, then they could show how tough they are. Instead of with their shields and the masks. What are they dressed up for? Like a World War I trench warfare? Where'd they get all of this combat gear? Who's providing it for them? How did they all get these combat level uniforms and masks and guards and shields where are they getting it from who's supplying it to them 855-407-282 we're talking about this and then on the other side you got the evangelical story i'm not going to let it go i'm sorry it's freaking me out uh falwell senior was a prince of amongst men this guy what it by the stories about him are you joking i bet you haven't even seen it falwell jr with the pool boy and the wife and the watching and the sh- you couldn't you didn't even see the story you didn't make it to the I don't believe the story uh, then herd immunity in Brazil the cases have dropped they were out of control there in uh, Brazil and the COVID-19 cases are all of a sudden on a like downturn unbelievable there's other some uh, stories on michaelsavage.com which you don't go to but you should Steven Spielberg great filmmaker don't like his politics but that doesn't matter he's a civil man left wing i'm a right winger he's a civil man he's entitled to his opinion steven spielberg is an all-around great filmmaker he had a father who just died at age 103 arnold spielberg was a great american steven's father was a great hero american his father was an electrical engineer at ge his father more importantly to those of you listening to this show was a war hero from world war ii Father just died at 103, Arnold. I should live so long and be so lucky. But his father, a self-taught engineer, uh, enlisted as a sergeant in the Army in 1941 and went on to work as a radio operator, chief communications man for the 490th Bomb Squadron, known as the Burma Bridge Busters. So he was on these, these planes and some of the most dangerous bombing missions in World War II over Burma. And then he went, he survived the war, and he was a guy who grew up in Cincinnati, and he turned his attic at age six into a makeshift lab and made up inventions, and he invited his friends over to hold on to the electrodes of a shock machine that he made out of wiring batteries together. See, he wasn't on the front lines making Molotov cocktails with the uh, nymphomaniac drug addicts uh, in Kenosha. He was actually doing things. And then he got his first ham radio at age 12. He made friends over the radio. I'm talking about Spielberg's father. It's an interesting story to me because the father died on Tuesday, according to Variety, at age 103. There aren't that many great men like this in the world, by the way, who live this long. And it goes to issues of stress, incidentally, which is interesting to me. We're told stress is bad for you. Well, maybe unresolved stress is bad for you. But here's a guy who flew in these bombers in World War II as a radio operator. That was no stress. He survived that, came out, ran a life, you know, didn't die from it. I don't know that stress kills, incidentally. I think lack of stress can kill you faster. If you sit there and make believe like Joe Biden that everything's fine. Jerry gets his bag, $10.5 million exit payoff from Liberty. Says he hasn't done anything wrong. Now, I'm going to ask you if you're an evangelical. I know my P1 audience are evangelicals, meaning the largest group of listeners to my show are evangelical Christians, and you should be. 
because I think you're the bedrock of this nation in many ways. You're, the, you're, the, you're like the spinal column because you actually follow the Bible. You believe in the Bible. It means something to you. But how does a guy like Jerry Falwell Jr. strike you today? Living a life of luxury on yachts, private jet, uh, and then the thing with the wife, you probably haven't even heard about it. If you're not, that's a teaching moment for your church this Sunday. Your preacher should talk to you about pride cometh before the fall or the wages of sin or death and talk about Jerry Falwell Jr. That's what I would do this Sunday. The wages of sin. I never understood this are death instead of is death. I always thought that was a grammatical conundrum to me. The wages of sin are death. That's an odd one, isn't it, Jim? Why should it be the wages of sin is death? Well, because grammatically it's the wages of sin are death, right? But it doesn't make sense to me. Like, we're just talking grammar. The wages of sin are death. Okay. Well, great. What do you mean? Wages of sin are death. The wages of sin is death. In Jerry Falwell Jr.'s case, the wages of sin is a $10.5 million bailout. The end of the road. He didn't. There's no death. He, got, he was using his wife with the pool boy for seven years, according to the stories. Can you imagine a man doing that? Can, I don't want to get graphic because it's a family show, but here is a guy who gets up with the preaching and the God is with me and Jesus saves. And behind the scenes, he's doing this with his wife and a pool boy for seven years. So they force him to quit and he takes a $10.5 million bailout? What kind of country is this? So it's corrupt from the left, corrupt, corrupt from the right. While the right takes the money, the left riots in the streets. Back in a minute. Savage. The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? I don't know what Don Lemon took, but he actually sounds uh, coherent and cogent for the first time in his broadcast career. So he has um, that guy on, the governor's brother, or I don't know who he is. And he says that the rioting has to stop it showing up in the polls. The Democrats are stuck with it. Even Don Lemon recognizes this. But the hologram in the basement didn't recognize it. The Botox queen of Pacific Heights doesn't recognize it. The one with the Chinese communist driver doesn't recognize it. But even the pundits on the left are understanding right now. They don't really care about the country or the riots or the insurrection going on from the friends that they all of a sudden he cares. Why don't you go to Jeff Zucker, who encourages it every night, Don? You work for him. That's Don Lemon, by the way, of CNN. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Just say Don Lemon. It's become a, uh, a statement unto itself. It's no longer just a name of a person, place, and the thing has become an adjective. In other words, have you become a Don Lemon? Don Lemon says the rioting has to stop it showing up in the polling. It's showing up in focus groups. He knows it. The hologram doesn't know it. Botox doesn't know it. China spy doesn't know it. No one knows it, but he knows it. Why are there riots? Ask Jeff Zucker, who's encouraging it every night by going out and interviewing them like they're heroes. This goes back to the 60s. You just put a, put a camera in front of the rioters. Tell me how you feel, sir. What exactly are you feeling tonight as you burn and loot what's motivating you sir blame jeff zucker don't blame the rioters
Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. Nancy set off the rioters and one of them got shot. Another got shot. Did you hear this? Where? The minute one of the Antifa bombs got shot, she says, call the police, this girl. You hear? You hear the girl, the hysterical chick screaming? Call the police! Call the police! Keep her eyes open. Keep her eyes open. Okay, let's stop listening to this. It's heartbreaking to listen to this. The stoners in the streets who think that they're the heroes of the revolution on the barricades, burning down police stations, burning down courthouses, pelting cops with rocks. The minute one of them gets shot, call the police! Call the police! They're at the barricades, the French Revolution to them. Well, there are American citizens who think that there was a revolution in the country and one is enough and one civil war was enough and they don't want any more of this Antifa and BLM anymore. They they had it! Did you know that BLM thugs are now going into restaurants and screaming at women and children saying, raise your fist in our salute or else? Have you seen the video? It's on michaelsavage.com. That one got to me more than the shooting in the streets there. They're going into restaurants and intimidating women and children to raise their fists in solidarity with the BLM movement. You hear? That is what Hitler Youth did in Germany. Look, I have studied revolutions since I'm 18. I've told you this before. This is nothing new to those of you who have been loyal listeners to the show. And I've warned for many years. It was after Obama became president, stirred up the, the pot. I was warning that a civil war was looming. And I kept saying over and over again on, on these airwaves, I said, if you study the rise of Adolf Hitler, it was not the Hitlerites who originated the violence in Germany. I don't think most of you understand that. It was the communist street thugs who were the antecedents of BLM and Antifa. Best I can read history. It was the communist thugs in Germany who were going around intimidating people. They were armed. They were not, they were not armed, actually. They were just threatening everybody. Study the history in the Weimar Republic. The Weimar Republic was as degenerate as ours in many way, ways. Ours is far more. This country is more degenerate than the Weimar Republic was at its, at its height. And that's a topic for another day. So remember now, get it straight. It was the communist street thugs in Germany who were intimidating German society. 
And then as a counterforce to them, Hitler's thugs began fighting with them in the streets. You know how that ended up, didn't it? That's not where you want to go. I warn this country over and over again. If you don't stop the left, you're going to have a right that will crush them and there'll be a new Hitler in the country. I warned you over and over again. That's what could happen. But the violence initiated from the communist socialist left. Now, the devil of all of this is Bernie Sanders, a man who has brought about this violence. Little old Seltzer man. Little old, I hate the name Bernie. I don't like men by the name of Bernie. Every Bernie I've ever known is a con man or a creep, a degenerate or perv. I'm sorry. I don't like Bernie, but let's put the Bernies aside for a minute. Bernie, Bernie, like he makes him grandfatherly, that piece of garbage. That communist street rat poisoned the minds of millions and millions of children. Angela, whatever her name is, Cortex, half Cortex, the other phony out there, the makeup artist who pretends she's down with the poor. So he poisoned her mind, poisoned the mind of millions of girls in colleges. That socialism is the answer. Democrat socialism, which is, by the way, a code word for something else. There is no such thing as Democrat socialism. It's a trick. It's a trick of the words that only the devil himself could come up with. There is no such thing as democratic socialism. There never has been. There never will be. Make no mistake about it, because even those who originated the movement admit that they're hardcore communists. So you got the quote communists in the streets on TIFA latching on to the Black Lives Matter movement for better or for worse. And making believe it's in the name of racial justice that they intimidate people, burn and loot. And finally, some two of them get killed. Didn't take the police too long to find the 17 year old Kyle Rittenhouse. They arrested him for a first degree murder and homicide. Now, if you watch the tape, I'll let you judge what actually happened. He was being chased down by vermin on the left who had handguns. The kid fell to the ground. He was on the ground and he had a rifle and he shot two of them. Nobody wants the violence, but watch the tape. It's going to come to a court eventually. He's going to come to a court. Meanwhile, Melania Trump pleads for an end to looting and violence in the name of justice. And Botox Betty up there on Pacific Heights says that the Republicans are domestic enemies of the state. Just days before all this hell breaks loose. There's a lot of blame to go around. And we all have a fight for America, don't we? We all have a fight in this election, and it's a real fight for America. And my book is called Our Fight for America. The war continues. I can't promise you it will be my last political book. I've said that before. And then they won't let me retire. They call me back to do another one. But I think this will be my last political book. I said, I think. Does it matter whether it's my last or my first? It doesn't matter. For those of you who've enjoyed my body of work, Government Zero, Scorched Earth, Trump's War, Mass Hysteria. This book is the final book in this series called Our Fight for America. I can't see of a book that follows this book. You will not see me on Fox News. They'd rather have a pimp or a terrorist from ISIS on Fox News. That's the Murdochs for you. They've given either them or I don't know who. It doesn't really matter. But you will not see Michael Savage. He is the most unwanted man in America on Fox News. A pimp from the Middle East? Yes. The terrorist who just raped 30 children? Oh, yeah. Just call the Murdochs. You'll be right on. Pimps, terrorists, murderers, prostitutes, gamblers. Everyone welcome on Fox News, but not the man who 
you know as Michael Savage. But you will hear me on this radio, God willing, until the end of this year. Our fight for America. The war continues, Michael Savage. And frankly, I need you in this army. I have good news for you. I'm not that alone. I can't tell you who, but a very powerful group has stepped in because they recognize my power in in the written world, if not in the spoken world. And I've said this to you before. I had to say it again. If I don't blow my own horn, no one else will. I know it's offensive to listen to a person talk about themselves. But, you know, if I'm not for myself, who will be? If I'm only myself, who am I? I have to say that over and over again. So forgive me my indulgence. I do need you to go on Amazon between now and September 15th and buy your last copy of my series called Our Fight for America. And you want to add it to your collection, to your library? Do so, please. Not for me, not for you, but for America. The book describes how we got here and where we have to go to save this nation. Does it all come down to Trump versus Biden, as some say? I'm afraid it does. For a long while, I was I was rather cynical. Ah, you know, everybody heard it before. I'm a very cynical guy. You know, I grew up with cynical people. And I don't really trust politicians of anyone, any kind. I'm from an immigrant's family. And we're just basically a skeptical of everyone. We don't really believe everyone. Every politician particularly, we you know, they're silk-suited liars. But, you know, it, who's actually going to save the country, Biden or Trump? And what are they going to save, save it from? Well, Trump's very clear about what he's going to do. He spelled, out, he spelled out a long, detailed agenda. And most of the points I agree with. Uh, there are some missing. There's no question there's not enough emphasis on the environment, on animal, animal rights. I don't know what, what Biden stands for. What does the hologram in the basement stand for? Nothing. He's too confused to even know what he stands for. They haven't given him a script yet. He's gotten where he is by saying nothing. Because in his case, silence is golden. His numbers rose until finally the handlers made a mistake. They made the worst mistake of their handling of Biden when they selected Kamala Harris. She doomed the ticket. The ticket dropped like a rock. How do I prove that? Did I read it? Did I hear it on Fox News with spinning wheels and naked girls legs? No, I came to the the conclusion that Kamala Harris has basically doomed the Biden ticket. Or let's say at this early stage, she's damaged the ticket. How do I know it? Because you haven't seen her since she was introduced. Have you? Have you seen her since she's introduced? No. No, they found out she polled terribly. They made a huge error in picking her. Not because she's a multi-ethnic individual, because she's a not an appealing individual. Let's put it to you that way. She has no basic appeal. No, she could have picked. They could have picked for uh, Biden, for example, Amy Klobuchar. I found her to be very appealing. I know she's a liberal. Okay, fine. But she's a reasonable liberal, Amy Klobuchar. She's not one of these cesspool creations. You follow it? Klobuchar would have been a good choice, but unfortunately, she was not the right race. She had a great track record as a liberal, and she's a real liberal, but she's not a, a communist. Kamala Harris has a history of being a Machiavellian individual who'll do anything to get where she wants to go, which is true for all politicians, by the way. But it shows on her. That's the problem. She's like the portrait of Dorian Gray, Kamala Harris. Her Machiavellian nature came through loud and clear, and people don't like her. And the ticket got damaged. And Trump could pull off another upset. Will he save America? Well, look. 
I wouldn't want to be president of this country for all the tea in China. And I don't even drink tea from China. I drink domestic tea, domestic green tea if I can get it. But uh, I'm a coffee guy, basically. But that's a metaphor. So the thing is, who would want to be president in this country right now? What do you get out of it? What, do you get a Hanukkah party once a year, a Christmas party once a year? You get to rip out a rose garden. I, I don't know why anyone will want the job. It's horrible. Why would Biden, Biden even want it? Does he even know what it is to be a president at this point? Trump and Melania seemed to want it for a while. We weren't sure, right? We weren't sure if they even... Remember you were hearing stories. He doesn't want to be reelected. He doesn't really want it. I don't know. After Melania last night, she certainly looked like they want it. She certainly came out of the gate. I mean, she's a thoroughbred, this woman. She's an amazing person. Look what Bette Midler, look what she sent, ridiculing her accent. Yeah, Bette Midler is not fit. Bette Midler is not fit. I, I shouldn't. This is too vulgar. Bette Midler is the, like the granddaughter of a dirty pickle man from Ludlow Street. Bette Midler looks like the, the filth that I ran away from in New York. The garbage, the communist garbage I ran away from. The dirty, the, the, the pickle men. They were, they were the worst ones who sold pickles out of a barrel. The type in the Rivington Street market. They were always lewd men who went into pick, the pickle. You know, there's certain like businesses that lewd people go into. Like tie salesmen in the garment center. They were not even equal to suit salesmen. The one guy I knew went into like the tie business. I don't know. He was a degenerate. I, I don't know what it is. Something symbolic about a tie. It's a Rorschach test of my background. The one guy I knew went in the garment center was a no good nick, a degenerate, a bum. But he didn't even go into suits or dresses. He went into ties. No good. Maybe the phallic nature of a tie. I don't know. Same with pickles. I never met a guy in the pickle business who was not was all there. Usually, did like when the women walk by, the women couldn't. They do something funny, like dirty with a pickle in the air to their friends. That's what Bette Midler's grandfather looks like to me. And may rest in peace. I don't know if it's true. He could have been an engineer for a long time. But she strikes me as a type who, whose grandfather, that's the stock she comes from, the garbage that she comes from. She ridicules Melania's speech patterns, a woman who pushes for open borders, a woman who pushes for open borders. Oh, so she apologized, Bette Midler, whose career died in 1971. And she tweets, well, all hell's broken loose because I said Melania still can't speak English last night. Listen to what, what the pickle granddaughter says. I was wrong to make fun of her accent. America's made up people. Up people made up people. America's made up people. I think she made made up made up of people who speak with all kinds of accents and they are all welcomed always. Bet you know what? You are as illiterate as your grandfather was. I'll be right back. Savage. You and I will decide. And here's what I've decided. My decision is very easy. I choose President Trump because I choose America. I choose freedom. I still hear my dad. There is no other place to go. Thank you. I made a good Lord. Bless America. Hasta la victoria siempre, huh? Well, that was the great speech by Maximo Alvarez, a former, well, Cuban. He sees what's happening in Seattle and Portland, now in Kenosha, and he hears echoes of his former life in the dictatorship known as Cuba, loved by Hillary Clinton and all the other campeseros. She, he said, when I hear the promises, the echoes of my former life, I never wanted to hear again. 
I see the shadows all over again here in America. It's an amazing story, the false promises of Castro. He's being told again by Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Listen to clip 15. Listen to a man who knows where it goes. Listen carefully. Those false promises spread the wealth, free education, free health care, defund the police, trust the socialist state more than your family and your community. They don't sound radical to my ears. They sound familiar. And Fidel Castro was asked if he was a communist. He said he was a Roman Catholic. He knew he had to hide the truth. But the country I was born in is gone, totally destroyed. Yes, everything the communists have touched, have touched, turns to destruction. And if you look at the street riots under the guise of Black Lives Matter, what you're looking at is a communist revolution in plain English. If you look at all of the district attorneys funded by that rat bum degenerate, I, mean, I can't mention his name because he's too powerful and rich, who funded them all. One man, an emigrate to America who fled Hitler, has funded all of these communists in DA races across America, and they're all acting to defund the police. Follow the money, honey. Savage. So now two of the rioters got shot dead. Who do you blame? Who is there to blame? That's going to be the title of the show. Two rioters shot dead. Who to blame? Now, of course, the rioters will say they didn't shoot the guy. It was this poor, it was this 17-year-old thug, white nationalist, who shot them. Well, first of all, if you watch the video, which I hope you would watch, you'll see that he's being chased by the um, fascist thugs called Antifa. It's funny how they're so good at rhetoric, the left. They call themselves Antifa when they are the fascists. That's the amazing part. They are the fascists. They're the fascists, and they're calling themselves anti-fascists. And they're surrounded by the nymphomaniacs, the hysterical girls. And when the two get shot, what does the hysterical female scream out? Call the police! Call it! They were just trying to burn a police station down. First thing the chick screams, get the po- Call the police! Call the police! Right away, call the police. Let me remind you something. The Democrats, every city the Democrats have controlled for all these years is, a, is a, an abandoned wreck. Drug addicts, guns on the street, liquor stores everywhere. That's what Democrats bring to a city. In San Francisco, 50% of all businesses are now boarded up. I tell you, it's heartbreaking. It did not have to happen this way. There could have been a middle way. The governor could have taken a middle ground. He did not have to shut the state down. He was advised by really stupid people in the health industry. Remember the original lie about COVID? That we have to keep you locked up in your house because we're afraid if too many get sick, the hospitals will be overwhelmed. Remember? The ER rooms can't take it. Well, that was the original fear by the hysterics who couldn't be doctors. Most of the people who go into public health wanted to be doctors but couldn't. So they get the, the admiral suits, the Mickey Mouse suits in the health service. They make an admiral. They give themselves military names like Navy uniforms. Salute with the polished shoes. But the thing is, most of them really wanted to be a doctor but couldn't cut it. So the next best thing is they become a doctor of public health and they go into the government service or they work for a county or a state. And they're dummies. They can't add up. They can't figure things out. 
So initially, oh, the state's going to need to overwhelm the emergency rooms. The hospitals will be overwhelmed. So keep everyone at home, shut every business in the state. They didn't care. They were collecting a nice fat government check, state, city, federal. They didn't care about you going broke. So you drive through San Francisco. Every restaurant that's been a part of my life is closed, boarded up, chain, graffiti, uh, bums sitting out. Bums are being treated better today than Nobel Prize winners in San Francisco. They're being put up in hotels. Did you know this? Well, it's a double-edged sword. The reason that the mayor and the supervisors are putting up bums in hotels is because the owners of the hotels are getting paid for it. They don't care if they trash the room. Then they'll sue the city to renovate the rooms at a cost of 200 grand each. Have you seen what's going on in these hotels? They're giving, they're delivering alcohol, marijuana. Actually, I, th- I don't know what they're delivering. Everything, sheets. They had in New York, the cops had to take bums, filthy, degenerate, diseased bums, the cops were forced by de Blasio to carry garbage bags full of their uh, belongings, so-called, into a hotel. I couldn't believe my eyes. The upside-down world of left-wing fanaticism and what it has led to. Now, so it's led to violence. You combine the toxicity of the educational system with marijuana, and what you have is Portland, Seattle, and Kenosha. That's what you have. So where do we go from here? Now they've charged the kid with first-degree murder which is stupid. If you watch the the video of the kid, the 17-year-old, suddenly he's not a teen, by the way. When the uh, other side riots, kills, rapes, they're called teens. When this kid uh, is caught, he's not a teen anymore. He's called a 17-year-old in custody. Armed citizens protecting city from thug-looting scumbags, according to a former alderman. How is this going to how is this going to end? Tell me how it's going to end. Rioters try to set fire to Portland City Hall ablaze. Are you listening to this? And where is Sleepy Joe? Where is the hologram in the basement? How come the hologram in the basement doesn't even know cities are burning? Where's the great Kamala Harris? They dummied her up. They packed her up and sent her home. They said, stay out of the public eye. We don't we ran you up the flagpole and you flopped. Right away, the ticket, the ticket died, went off by 10 points, five points, who knows how many. You haven't seen her. Have you seen her since the, the introduction on the stage? No. No, you have not. Jerry gets his big $10 million exit payoff from Liberty after putting the wife out like a... Do you see what this guy did in Evangelical with the wife? You say, well, it's his business. Well, you know, in, in, in a sense, it's not unheard of in the world of sex, for some men to do this. That's well known. Okay, let, let's be adult about it. But on the other hand, if you're the head of a evangelical university and you're caught doing a thing like this with a pool boy, that's, that's a little different. What do you think of that? And we heard a lot about trans bathrooms. That was bad enough. But what about Jerry's pool boy? I mean, all you heard was tra- from the right. Trans bathrooms, confusing. Trans bathrooms, confusing. Confused. Trans bathrooms. That was a big issue. How about Jerry's pool boy gig? Wasn't that conf- Didn't that confuse anybody out there? An evangelical doing this with his wife and a pool boy? Now he retires. So what happens to him? Nothing. Ten and a half million dollars. Ten and a half million dollars he's going to get from sacking the university. Ten and a half million dollars from a, co- a college. Yeah, no one wants to talk about that. The air quality here was worse. You know, when the air quality got that bad here in the Bay Area, I didn't think about any of this. I was choking to death. You don't realize how important air is until you don't have it. You know that? 
You don't realize. What I, I, look, in the beginning, when the pollutants started to fall, I thought I, I felt at home. I thought I was back in Queens in the 60s because I said, wow, I feel it. No, I didn't feel it at home, but I grew up with that. They were all burning. You know, in those days, they would burn garbage in the apartment buildings in incinerators. And then the ash would fall down. It was like snowfall to us. The ash. We looked forward to it every day. Even in the summer, you couldn't see the sun. So it wasn't like I'm shocked. It was like living in Dickens, England. Like outside, like a Bessemer converter. But then when it hit here, I mean, it was no reason to live in the Bay Area. I almost left. We packed the car. I was going to drive. to. Can you imagine the irony? The air is cleaner in L.A. than it is here. I was almost going to drive today. or tomorrow. Yesterday, I was going to drive to LA to get out of here but it's a long story my studio was dismantled without my knowing it I got sick in December I hadn't been there for a year so the studio was taken down the ISD in line was removed so I didn't have a studio if you had any idea what I had to do in one day I had to, sh- I had to ship a Comrex box from my Florida studio which we took apart to Los Angeles by overnight mail and was supposed to arrive at 10:30 this morning with the wires and the Ethernet plugs. It's an amazing thing what you can do today. You don't need a radio studio. You eliminate the ISDN line. You use a Comrex unit. You plug into the Internet, plug the microphone into the Comrex, and you could do a radio show from anywhere in the world. Amazing. Change of pace, really. And we found out that the shipment didn't arrive anyway into the house in L.A. But I would have gone nice down there, cleaner than here. But I woke up magically. The air cleaned up. I see the birds flying overhead. I cheer them. It's like, I, it's like Air Force jets now. I look up. I say, yay, birds. Yay, birds. You haven't fallen out of the sky yet. I'm not looking to blame the left for the burning fires, although you can. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can. The idiotic uh, agriculture, the, the forestry policies of the left in California and other states responsible for the fires. How many years does the wine country have to burn until I don't clear, clear out the deadwood? How long? The idiots who run the state forestry department. They lost the wine country two years ago. He almost died up there. Houses burned. There was nothing but like pipes coming out of the ground. Trailers burned. Horses were neighing and running and jumping over bushes. You think they would learn? They'd send in the forestry to clean out the deadwood? No. Happened again. Every two years it happens because they don't know how to manage anything. Oh, you're not going to cut the deadwood. That's a sacred limb laying on the ground. The Schmendrick beetle grows in that dead limb. We have to leave the limb on the ground so the beetle can crawl around in it. The, the dung beetle can crawl around in the dead wood in the Napa Valley, and then therefore it'll burn again, but we don't care, but we didn't damage the environment. But, sir, if you don't take down the dead wood, it's going to catch fire. Well, it doesn't matter, as long as we feel good about how we're managing the forest. But, sir, your cities are burning because of the, you're stirring up the, the, the left wing. You're not doing anything to stop them. You, you deterred the police. No, we don't care. We feel good about it, says Nancy. Does Botox affect the brain? Is there a doctor in the house? In addition to tightening the skin around the mouth and creating those lines, those cat lines, does Botox affect thinking? I'm just curious, without pointing any fingers at Bette Midler or anyone else. Jim, does anyone, does Botox affect thinking? Uh, it's like bee venom. Bee venom works also. It's like getting stung. Uh, crazy. The world's upside down. That's what I've said for years. All politicians to the presidency should be required to pee in a cup for the public to see the tests every month. Every month, pee in a cup. That's it. I don't care who you are. Woman, man, you're in public office. We want to see. Are you on drugs or what? What drugs do you want? We want to see the list. We know you're on drugs. We want to see the list of them. The cocktail you're on. Like, is a mixture of Botox, oxycodone, a little fentanyl, a little shot of this. Nothing else would explain their behavior. 
What is wrong with making politicians do a urine test every month? Con- the whole Congress. The Senate, could you imagine what that would be like? That's that drug test for them. The octogenarians in the Senate. A drug test for them. Oh, my God. I'd be willing to. As a talk show host, I'd give one a month. If every politician in America would do a, uh, a pee in a cup once a month for a public air. Look, we're public figures in talk radio. Make no mistake about it. If you're in the, the top circle. You're a public figure at a certain point. After all, 26 years is a very long time. So people know me, whether they make believe they do, it doesn't matter. I am a well-known quantity, so one bestseller after the other. I would pee in a cup. If all the politicians in San Francisco would agree to pee in a cup and show the results, the the drug cocktail, I know what I'm on. All you're going to find in my cup are the two drugs I was finally put on. You know, I did not take a medication until I had the heart attack. All right, it happens after many a summer gets the swan gets an H.A. Everyone's got to get something. But I got I got pretty far without one, given my my genetic inheritance. Lucky I'm still here. Lucky for the right, not for the left. But it happened again. 30 years after I pushed it off with the vitamin, nutrition, the Mishagas, the stuff I've been on, garlic, the, the nutrition that I've been on, the mega doses, it all helped. Or else I would have been six feet under a long time ago. But nevertheless, so I'm only on a blood thinner and the anti-cholesterol. Finally, the doctor got an anti-cholesterol drug that I could live with. Lowered my, my, my gee, it was off. One month, like he said, well, how did you? Went down 100 points. All the numbers came the right way. The LDL, the, L, the LSMFTL, the HDL, the LDL, LLDL, this one, that one. It all straightened out in a month of drugs. So what are you going to do? So I'm on two, two of those, and you don't want to know any of this. Would you rather see me hearing a slurp Chinese soup on the air? I'm not going to do that just for your entertainment. I don't have to make a schmuck of myself to make you listen. Those days are over. I'll leave it to the others. But um, I had Chinese food. I shouldn't have eaten it. I even joke with the Chinese owner. I said, could I have the COVID, uh, COVID soup? He laughed. <laughs> I said, could I please have the COVID chop suey? <laughs> No, I got a, a dose of diarrhea. I, I've been eating in there for years. He can't help himself. I don't know what they do in there. And I go back. That's the funny part. So I have the war wonton soup. You take one spoonful of this guy's soup, you got to lay down in a bed within three minutes. What is he putting, like a fentanyl drip into the egg, egg foo young? I don't know what he's doing. You, you eat this soup. I'm talking two spoonfuls. Your eyes shut like a droop, like a droop job. I had to lay down before the show. I said to Ryan, I'm sorry, I got to lay down. Call me five minutes before the show. Wow. Why is it? What are they putting that? They've like a secret thing from China, like a fentanyl wonton. I don't know what the hell he put into the thing. That would show up in the urine test scene. I wouldn't mind. I'll find out what he's putting in the, in the wontons. <laughs> anyway, how Trump could pull off another upset. He will. The riots, unfortunately, for the left. See, they've let them go on too long. These... Uh, these mayors, these governors did nothing to stop the drug, the drug-induced, the drug-fueled riots. And those of you who are rioting and listening to the show, I don't feel bad for you. I think you should be deported, the leaders. And I think those who were funding you should be arrested and all their assets seized from their grandchildren in the Bahamas. I think that anyone funding these organizations, and you pretty much know who they are, they should be declared uh, under the RICO Act, running a racketeering influence corrupt organization, seize their money out of the grandchild's account in Boca Raton or over in the Bahamas and put them all in jail and deport the grandfather. Other than that, I have no feelings about the issue. I'll be right back. Savage. 
It is the uh, one and only Savage Nation. Uh, I think Trump will pull off another upset. As I said to you before, you haven't seen it in the media. It'll be a story that they'll start working on. And here's the question for those of you at Fox News who forbid me from being on your show. Has Kamala Harris weakened the Biden ticket? That's how you'll pose it. She hasn't weakened it. She destroyed it, by the way. But let's have one last call on the Falwell incident of the pool boy stooping. J.D. in Mississippi, go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Well, not very good. As I say, it's a terror. It's the, it's the worst of times, and it's the worst of times. It is, and uh, the Bible says there's a great falling away, and obviously uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Had a, <laughs> had a tremendous falling away. I, I want to ask you, as a devout Christian evangelical who's a, you know, a fan of the show, how is it affecting Southern Baptists today? Um, well, I'm, I'm starting to lose my faith in the Southern Baptist Convention. They're, they've become liberal. They're, they're not as conservative as they used to be. The leadership's changed. The Methodist Church changed. And then we hear this about Jerry Falwell and the perversion there. And I have a, a nephew that was thinking about going to Liberty just based on their uh, Christian... Well, you see, I mean, you use the right word. That's not a lifestyle choice, uh, having your wife make it with a pool boy while you watch and then putting on a clean shirt the next day and preaching about God. I'm sorry, that, that's called perversion. It is perversion, and, it, and it's, uh, it just really shocks me that, that more people aren't upset about it. Well, it's bothering me because of the hypocrisy. It's frightening, actually. The worst part is he's getting a $10.5 million payout from the university after all of this. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. I can't. But, you know, there are other people like Franklin Graham took over his father's ministry and... Uh, he represents it very well. And then you Okay, okay, good. Good point. Good point. Easy to easy to paint everyone with the same brush. Well, thanks for for listening. I mean, no one's commenting on this story. If there was a takeaway story, it would be today. Two rioters shot dead. Who to blame? That's going to be the title of the show. Uh, Kamala Harris sinks the Biden ticket and the Falwell perversion scandal. Thanks for listening. This is the Savage Nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network.